Recorded from the bedroom of his parents' house in Oxfordshire, this is the F1 More Thing podcast with your host, a man who has a more complex skincare routine than the results would have you believe, and who is currently growing his hair out long in curtains as if it's still in fashion. It's Joe Pilbrow. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whichever time zone you are in around the world and listening to this F1 More Thing, a new podcast with me, Joe Pilbrow, talking all things F1, and when I say all, I mean just the bits that I have enough to fill a podcast about. I've decided to do this um, at a, probably a strange time to start a podcast, probably should have started if I was going to do it r- within the last couple of years, pre-2021. There would have been a lot to do on a podcast between now and the beginning of the 2021 season, bearing in mind how much has happened since then. However, I've decided to carry out this endeavour, this public service, from the 2022 season onwards. We're going to start afresh in the same way that Formula One is, both in cars and in some drivers at certain teams, and maybe, if all goes to plan, the solidity, not a word, but you know what I mean, of the FIA regulations. I'm not going to go into too much detail about the last few laps of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. It's been hammered home, I think, the points that have been made necessary by various podcasts, broadcasters and journalists specialising in the topic much more than I. Um, But altogether, congratulations to Max Verstappen, commiserations to Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. It's certainly arguable that both of them deserved it, only one of them could get it, and I don't think from Red Bull, Mercedes, Verstappen or Hamilton's point of view, that's the way they would have wanted it to go down, regardless of the outcome. But Strange things happen in this sport, and hopefully we will learn lessons as a sport from it by putting more concrete, objective, and obvious regulations in place from 2022 onwards. That is all I'm going to say about the matter, even though there is much more to say. You don't need another voice on that. You've uh, you've heard loads of them. So, F1 more thing is a podcast. We're going to talk about Formula One. We're going to talk about things surrounding the sport, uh, my just general opinions on it, and hopefully it will develop into even more of an opportunity to talk to people that are both interested and interesting surrounding Formula One itself. Now, there's a topic, as we're sort of just at the end of the 2021 season, I'm recording this on the 18th of December, so it's not been long since we had that dramatic conclusion to last season and it's going to sneak up on us how quickly the next season starts. But there's a a sort of strange rumour going around at the moment and people like Jensen Button and Nico Rosberg are being asked to comment on what they think about Lewis Hamilton retiring, which is a sort of strange media whirlwind to have started now. Um, I think... It, it sort of comes from a sort of media angle of 
Well, Mercedes looked pretty pissed off at the whole thing, and Lewis Hamilton's reportedly pretty disheartened by the whole thing. So, you know, if I were him, I'd just give up now, right? And I think, you know, journalists and media organisations get a lot of time and, well, airtime mainly out of that. So yeah, they're going to run with it for a bit. I think it's pretty unlikely. I don't think anybody that knows even a little bit about Lewis Hamilton realises or I don't think anybody that knows a little bit about Lewis Hamilton would ever assume that he would quit because he'd lost the last one. You know, He's had championships that have gone down to the wire and he's lost and he didn't quit then. Why would he quit now? I think he's probably got even more reason to carry on and come back next year and, and win it. I think from his point of view, the eighth is something he sees as possible, doable, admirable and the way to really sort of put the final jigsaw piece into the old legacy there. Yeah, I've got a pretty big legacy, says Lewis, but I could get an even bigger one with that eighth championship now, couldn't I? And, you know, I think um, the fact that it was taken from him, arguably, in such a controversial way in the last few laps, in quite ambiguous regulatory circumstances, will probably drive on Lewis Hamilton even more. That's It's one of the things I've always said about these sort of mega champions, these are sort of a, a little bit above the rest, well, maybe more than a little bit, but champions, the Schumachers, the Senners, the Hamiltons, all of them, and I think Verstappen has this as well, although he hasn't gone on to win all the championships yet, um... They all have this everyone's out to get me vibe. Schumacher had it, Senna had it, Hamilton's got it, Verstappen's got it. I think lots of drivers have it, but it's one of those things that sort of drives them on to go, now now fuck everybody. I'm going to just go out and prove you wrong in a way that you can't take anything away from me. So I think something like that will only drive Lewis on. Um, so it is surprising to me that that is even being rumoured, but it got me thinking, even if that is being rumoured, let's say that Hamilton just tomorrow pulled a mega shock Rosberg type exit from Formula One, just said, nope, I'm done, see you later, I want to go and do some fashion stuff, I want to go and design some things, I want to do some music projects. He just left. George Russell's in the car next year. If you're Toto Wolff and you're Mercedes... Who would you put alongside George Russell in the Mercedes next year? Now, Formula One-wise, the first person that you'd think of would might be someone like Esteban Ocon. He's done all right in 2021. Not amazing, but he's done all right. He had a race win. Yes, it sort of fell into his lap a little bit through the bowling ball of Hungary Turn 1. But I think he's pretty much out of that, isn't he now? He had a, a close relationship with Mercedes and Toto during his year off. He was the sort of reserve driver and test driver and occasional simulator driver, I think, of the team. But in order to get an F1 seat again, he had to disconnect himself from Mercedes and be contractually in bed with Alpine instead. So I don't think necessarily 
it's not as if he would turn down the option if he was given it. But, you know, he's, uh, I think, contractually distant enough from that now where that wouldn't even be an option. And so everyone else is going to be pretty much decided now, aren't they? They're all in for the contracts, and for next year at least. And I'm not saying that contracts can't be broken, because they definitely can and have been. But I think you'd probably have to go straight over to uh, Mr. DeFries, wouldn't you? A Mercedes driver, technically, even if it is in Formula E. World champion. Testing Formula One cars, I think, wasn't he? Was he? Did I make that up? I think he tested a little bit. He's done some tests. I don't know whether it was the most recent one. But you go straight to him, right? And I think it would be a pretty strong pairing, him and Russell. But it wouldn't be a Hamilton-Russell, you know. And one of the main things that I think is the contributing leading factor for Russell moving up into that team is not only his sort of raw pace, his sort of maturity on and off the track and, and how much he filled the shoes of Lewis Hamilton on that debut in Sakia, but also the fact that Russell can learn from the best. He can be taught by and tutored by Lewis in a way that when Lewis does expectantly retire in a couple of years, Russell can take that mantle. He can take the leadership baton away from Lewis and say, don't worry, Lewis, mate. I'll take your team to greatness with this imaginary baton you've handed me. And that would be nice. And it would be a good sort of legacy, an extra little piece that you didn't know you had that was underneath the table the entire time for Lewis's legacy. I've maybe got a final championship in me from a final jigsaw piece legacy puzzle. But maybe it's to teach the young'uns how to do the championships and that. So it would be... A loss for Mercedes, obviously, and a loss for George if Hamilton were just to suddenly go bye bye But at the same time, a couple of young guns in there who you know can drive the car, you know are loyal to the team, and you know can win a championship in the case of Nick de Vries and other championships, F2 and F3, in the case of Georgie Russell. It would be, make an interesting team. But as I say, this is all so hypothetical, it's unbelievable. It might not even be worth talking about it for 11 minutes like I just have. But that's the kind of topic that we can talk about. We're going to do some in-depth things about races and qualifying sessions, and as the season progresses, we'll develop on our ideas about the season, and probably a little bit about these cars as well, because it is almost a clean slate. And I have a slight inkling that sure Mercedes and Red Bull are going to be up there in terms of cars next year but no matter how much they say they've been focused heavily on the 2022 car and regulations they have also been very very focused on this season and that's going to have detracted even if it's only minor amount a little bit it's going to be a little bit but it's going to have detracted somewhat from their development from next year all the while Teams like Alpine and McLaren and Ferrari especially have the money and the resources 
and the amount of wind tunnel time by this new system and the lack of weight that they themselves put on the 2021 championship to have focused even more heavily on 2022. And I just get the impression that someone like McLaren or Ferrari, especially Ferrari actually, could just come up with a little a little twist in the regulation that was perfectly legal, that nobody else thought of, that gets them a head start. The amount of money that that place has got at Maranello and the resources and the lack of focus that they've seemingly put on last year and the driver pairing that they've got is going to be an absolute madness. So that's my little flag in the ground for 2022. I think we can expect something special from them. But as it has been in the last couple of years, if you're a Ferrari guy or you have in any way cheered for Leclerc or Sainz or even Vettel, uh, they have the immense ability to let you down. But hopefully that will improve. Altogether, that's a short little intro to how my brain works about Formula One and what might be expected of F1 more thing. In association with absolutely nobody, so you can trust that most of it is pure waffle. And uh, there won't be any ads, unless it's just an advert for me trying to sell you the cardigan I'm wearing or something. Yeah, I bought a cardigan. <sighs> got nothing on me. Well, I've got warm arms, at least. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for F1 More Thing. Gonna have to get used to saying that, because it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth just yet.